Welcome to the Soul Ascend podcast with your hosts, Meg and Jen. We're going to help you mega manifest and generate your soul's highest ascension in business, relationships, spirituality, money, and health. Welcome and let's dive in. Hey, Meg. Hey, Jen. Can you believe we're already ending season four? No. It goes so fast. What's going on? This year seems like it just flew by. And we're talking about 2024. So I know we're doing a a quote-unquote season recap of season four of the podcast, but I also think today I'd love to chat about some of the lessons and maybe some failures because we've been through a lot this year. Yeah. <laughs> we've created a lot. We've had a lot of wins, but we've, we've also had a lot of failures. And, you know, Jen, our community members come to us all the time and bring us their failures. And we always talk about how we have them. But I think the podcast is a beautiful context for us to actually share behind the curtain what goes on and how we have had to pivot because of failures and the lessons we've learned along the way. Yeah. And even through the pivots, you know, we still failed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that's important to remember also is that even though you decide you need to pivot, it doesn't always mean that the pivot is going to actually produce what you want. Yeah. And so we've learned the hard way, a lot of lessons this year. And I think one of the lessons that we learned was patience (laughs) I'm still trying to remember where that is. Yeah. (laughs) And response versus react. Yeah. Because you and I have are both, you know, in human design, we're both generators and we like to react right away. And I don't know that that has necessarily served us this year. Yeah. So we're going to be really transparent and vulnerable here because, you know, I think that sometimes when people see business owners like Meg and I, where we've built successful businesses, we have a podcast, we've written books that we've got it all figured out. And believe me, we don't. Mm-mm. And we've had to navigate not only through now becoming real estate investors together, um, being moms with, you know, families in different places where Meg has young children and I have I'm going through, you know, my kids leaving the house and and so navigating as business partners through that, navigating our own capacity through that, we've had to navigate a lot. And so we want to share it with you. Yeah. I I think this could definitely be like a three-part series, but <laughs> we're going to do our best to keep it short and concise. But before we go into the failures because I I think that's a really deep conversation and I have so many different perspectives that I love to share. I also want to chat about our podcast for a hot minute because at the end of season three, full transparency, we were even questioning if we should do a season four. Yeah. And Jen, I'm so glad we said yes. I know. I'm so glad we said yes, because I think it shifted us in a way that we didn't even know was in front of us. Mm. And I know we were having some frustrations with the podcast and time commitment and all of these other things, but 
we did say yes and we kind of threw our hands up and we came less attached to how many episodes and when we were going to air and it was it felt less contrived and more us I'd love to highlight some of my favorite episodes I would too okay yeah there I mean they were all so great and so different Mm -hmm. I think this season we were able to share a little bit more about our mastery Mm -hmm. and I, I just like you know the quote um if you don't look back at your old content and cringe you're not evolving. <laughs> that pertains to this podcast because I listened to some of the episodes from season one and season two, and I'm like, holy mother of pearl. We were out of our minds. Did you just say mother of pearl? Yes. I don't think I've ever heard you say that. <laughs> we have episodes where we're talking about astral travel. <laughs> Yes, we're talking about, I think there was one episode, Shit Spiritual People Say. That was the funny, that's, if you haven't listened to that, go back and laugh at us. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, with the podcast, we were just having fun. Yeah. And and I think in that, one of the lessons that we've learned, or maybe failures from the podcast, was because we were just like, oh, we want to hang out and record and have fun. We, in a way, stopped expressing our mastery, which is business and business strategy. And this season, I feel like we were really able to share our mastery on the podcast. And it's played out the way that we wanted it to. But we had to go through a few seasons of like just having fun and maybe even confusing our audience on what we really do. Yeah, and I really do want to lean into what our mastery is because I think this is something to talk about, Meg, that we don't really talk about a lot, which is, you know, we we are business coaches, but we're very different business mm-hmm. coaches. And the beauty of, I think, our mastery and our uniqueness is that people assume we're very similar because we have fun together and that's how we show up. And we are in our values. But what I'd really like to highlight is how completely different we are in our coaching styles. Mm-hmm. And you know, your set of skills and your set of, you know, knowledge and what you bring to the table is completely different than what I bring. Yeah. And I think our clients get to see that, but I think that when you're not a client and you're just listening, you don't really know. Yeah. And you are a brilliant business strategist, but I feel like I lean into a lot of leadership with our clients because I truly believe, and I've said it before, that all the strategies in the world won't work if you don't have any personal leadership. 100%. Which is why this marriage of the two of us is, <laughs> is so beautiful because you know, we always joke that like you fuck people up and I put the pieces back together. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called me the other day a no bullshit breakthrough coach. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I, and I think that's what makes the two of us so unique is if it was just me and they didn't have that personal breakthrough. And not to say that I can't do that because my master's is in counseling, but you do it in a different way that I think really applies to business. And if it was just people just breaking down, then there would be no yin and yang, so to speak. Yep. And so really leaning into that and sharing that this year, I think has helped our clients tremendously. 
Yeah. And I, I think like, you know, when you are married for a long time or you're in a partnership for a long time, you start to like mold into the other person and start to Mm -hmm. adopt some of their behaviors. And all of a sudden you're laughing the same or sounding the same. And I think to a degree that happened to us in the beginning until we realized that that wasn't serving our Dharma. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I showed up in my true essence, and when you show up in your true mastery, what we bring to the table is something completely unique that I do not believe you can find in any other business coaching program. 100%. I'd also love to chat just for a minute about where you and I are at in our personal life, because yeah. you talked about how you're soon to be an empty nester Mm -hmm. and I'm at a completely different phase in my personal life where time for me is probably the thing that I value the most because it feels like it's fleeting and time with my kids and they need me. They they need more time with me where your kids need you a lot of you, but maybe in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to share that too, because, you know, for me, collapsing time and helping business owners collapse time so that they don't have to miss out on a soccer game and drop their kids off at school and pick them up from school and be there for all of the emotional breakdowns. That is a priority because my my kids need me in a different way than your kids do. Mm-hmm. And not that one is more important. It's just when kids are little, like my kids can't drive anywhere <laughs> and mm-hmm. I have to be there for all of these moments. So the reason why I want to share that is I feel like your zone of genius is as a mom, as a wife, and as a business owner illuminates in a different way than mine does because you've already been through this mm-hmm. and I'm in the thick of it. So right now, this is so important for me and to be able to support parents who are business owners and helping them collapse time so they can be there for all of the moments, I have a unique perspective. And so again, I think us being in different stages of our life adds that duality for a business owner no matter where they're at in their personal or professional development. Hey listeners, so have you taken our animal energy archetype quiz? It sounds super woo-woo. But it's not. It's not. What are you, Jen? What do you think? (laughs) I'm a cheetah. And I'm a horse. So what are you? And you can find out how you can manage your energy in your business by heading to our website, soulascendcoaching.com to take our quiz. And while you're there, check out, for those of you that are local to Boise or the Idaho area, we have our Collab Collective, which is a beautiful opportunity for you to meet with us regularly in person and also be a part of our business directory. The intention is not just to connect with us in person and create collaborations, but also to get in front of more people to get visible. Yeah, visibility is huge and collaborations are huge, but only when they convert. And we truly believe that women in business spend a lot of time networking, but we really want women to learn how to collaborate so that they can convert to more cash and contacts in their business. So to find out more, visit soulascendcoaching.com and we'll see you there. Well said. Well said. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 
I want to add to that because for me, I love working with women who have maybe created <laughs> the the business and they're ready to actually really grow it because their kids are getting out of the house. And for me, my kids need me in a completely different way than yours. They need my money. <laughs> they're going to college. They need my resources. And, you know, of course, they still need me emotionally and with the boyfriend issues and the sports and all the things that they go through um, and navigating that. But but really what they need me is the next level of how I get to support them and make sure that they have what they need as they're entering adulthood. Um, so they're set up for success. And so it shifts a little bit about, you know, my intention. Our values are always the same as to be there for our families, but my family right now needs the financial security to be able to go out and, you know, pay for that, you know, $50,000 a year college tuition Ouch. <laughs> or more Ooh. or more. <laughs> and, you know, that is my commitment to my family. It always has been to give them what I wasn't given. I wasn't given any support in that in my life. So I've always been very intentional with making sure that all three of these kids that are all teenagers get that opportunity that I yeah. wasn't able to provide. So I think that, um, for both of us, it is very, very different, but we still stay in our values, which is family first, mm -hmm. which I love. Yeah. And I think if we're going to be completely transparent, Jen, I'd love to chat with our audience about how through our partnership, we've had to navigate the challenges in that we are in different phases and I know it hasn't been easy for both of us because our capacities are different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And taking on the lens of how do I learn from this moment and how do I become a better business owner, even through all of the personal shit that we have going on, we've always put business as a priority. It's never been at the bottom of the totem pole mm -hmm. because we've been willing to figure it out together and have those hard conversations. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So uh, audience, Megan just said hard conversations. I'm telling you, listen <laughs> up. Meg and I have very hard conversations and it's not always rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> and the reason I believe we've been able to continue to, to grow as business owners together in our partnership is because even when one of us totally fucks up, we have enough reverence and respect for the other person to allow them to come back and say, I'm sorry, and hear them and give them space to explain, give them space to shift and I think that that is such an important lesson for women because I don't know about you guys, but you know, there's this old story with women together where you say one thing that offends them and all of a sudden they cut you off, mm -hmm. right? They're done with you. How could she say that to me? How could she do that? And Megan and I say some pretty serious stuff to each other, but I think because we're able to have such really transparent conversations and that we love each other and we respect each other. We always know it's coming from a very good place. Yeah. I, I have to emphasize the respect. I don't know if some of the conversations would have gone well, had I not known that 
your intention has always been for my highest good. Mm. Even when it fucking sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know that your heart is always in the right place. And I I just want to offer that opportunity out to women who, you know, might be struggling with their friendships or wanting to confront someone but not knowing how to do it. It is hard. Mm. It's so hard. But the one thing that Jen and I throughout all of the struggles and pivots and challenges, which you'll hear more about today, is that we've always made sure that no matter what, our hearts are in the right place. And it's not about just me. It's not just about her, but it's really about how can we support one another throughout the personal challenges and make sure that we're both taken care of. Mm-hmm. That for me is everything. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if I've had that before at that level. I don't think I have with another friend. I agree. Um, I think that we're really unique in that. I don't think that it happens very often and I'm very grateful for it. It's helped me grow as a human and as a business owner and a coach. And so I think women out there that, you know, might be feeling like they want to do business with other women, but they're afraid of some of those breakdowns. You know, the one thing I would say is that, you know, it's, it's values first and the person has to be aligned with your values, but the person on the other side of the partnership also has to be willing to have hard conversations and not be triggered. And if they are triggered, be open about it. And that's what Megan and I do together. Um, so even through the failures that we've experienced this year, which Meg's going to start to tell you about, and even though there were triggers, we were still able to anchor to the respect and reverence we have for each other. Tear. <laughs> we're actually facing each other so, this time. It's, it's much better. I know. I'm talking to you as I'm licking the microphone. It's amazing. <laughs> Your face is on it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I told Meg before the episode, kiss the mic, kiss the mic. Oh, yeah. Make out with it. We, we're, yeah. We're making out for sure. <laughs> oh, challenges. Where do we begin? Hmm. Let's let's start with the one that's most recent, and then maybe we can share one more and then talk about a few of the episodes that we would love our listeners to go back and re-listen to or listen to. Yeah. So I want to give some context here because in our years of business marriage, <laughs> we've had to pivot a lot. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know about you, but I love pivoting. Mm-hmm. I think I always grow and we, you, Jen, and I always grow each time we pivot. However, we started the podcast during the pandemic where everything was virtual because we had no other choice. And so we created live online events on zoom and it worked Mm -hmm. for a certain period of time Mm -hmm. and then what happened was people got zoom fatigue they were tired of sitting in front of their computers so i think there was one event jen where i mean we put so much money into marketing and um admin and team Mm -hmm. and we promoted the shit out of it. And I think there were 17 people who showed up. Yeah, I think we didn't even have 20. And it was it was probably one of our greatest failures. 
but one of our biggest lessons. And so as a result, we said, okay, people are tired of sitting in front of their computers. Let's go back to what we love, which is being with people in person. We know it works. We're good at it. Uh, We've had a background in events and planning and all of this. So we created the Women in Business Leadership Lounge, and it hasn't even been a year. I know. Which blows my mind because it feels like it's been 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of work also. So we created the Women in Business Leadership Lounge in Boise last January. And we launched a program and we got a fair amount of traction launching the program. And then we did it again in May. We launched the Women in Business Leadership Lounge. We launched our journey program. It was great. Beautiful women coming through. However, last month we launched it. And what happened, Jen? Yeah, we we launched it and it didn't have the same success on the back end, which we coach our clients through, which is, you know, events have the front end revenue and then they have the back end revenue. And so we're really big on creating programs for the back end revenue of our live events. And this beautiful program that we had launched twice and had success with, we pivoted and we offered it so that we could have a bigger reach with women and, and women that weren't in Idaho could still benefit from this program that Megan and I love to coach. So we launched it in two different ways. We gave our audience the option of coming to the live version of the program, which we had done for both previous women in business leadership lounges. And then we gave the option of a zoom version. And what occurred at the event kind of blew our minds. We realized that people wanted to be on Zoom. They did not want to be in person. So we had one person register for the live in-person program and the rest register for Zoom. I'm still shocked. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Especially since we had so much success with the previous journey sessions. And not only that, but we had more testimonies. We had more people sharing it. Mm-hmm. I was floored. I was like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. And I think now that I'm able to look back, there were a few things that came up that I learned from that. The first is convenience. Mm-hmm. People are so overwhelmed these days, and they. I, I feel like we learned nothing from the pandemic because when we were in it and at home, we're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We have time. We're with family. We're present. Let's remember this feeling. And it seems like people forgot. Mm. So when we polled our audience about what they wanted, They said they actually wanted both live and online. They wanted the option, but more so they wanted convenience. Yep. They didn't want to have to commit to anything, but they also wanted the same amount of support. And they did not want to pay more for the Mm in-person. And you guys, this is why if you are a business owner and you are not constantly pulling your audience You got to do it now because we wouldn't have had that information had we not asked them many, many times. Yeah. 
and that allowed us to create the virtual option. And so thank God we had it because no who, who knows what would have happened if we only had one person sign up yeah. at the event for an offer. Yeah, but it happens. That's mm-hmm. the thing we want to be transparent about. It happens and, it, and we weren't wrong for it. And we don't want you to be wrong for it either. And again, you know, Megan and I, yes, we it, it technically was a fail because it was not to the um, objective we had created for ourselves. So yes, you could consider it a fail. But what actually happened was now we have a new model that we get to test and we get to share with more people that we can reach, you know, beyond Idaho, which I think is amazing. And so if you feel like you're putting something on and maybe you haven't had the enrollment or the attendance, you know, use that information and really sit with the data and really dissect where the breakdown is, ask your audience, and then use that to pivot and test. And I think that that is part of when we fail, Megan and I are committed to taking that information and then shifting it in a way that can be a win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? What are we going to do with that win? <laughs> well, the journey. So we're, we're recording this in October and our virtual journey starts this week. Yeah. So TBD. However, I'm excited about it. Me we too. have some really incredible women who are coming and we have people enrolling still to this day. Yeah. So like Jen said, if you're in a place in your business where you are having a breakdown and you're making yourself wrong for it, please don't. Mm-hmm. Please don't. But ask and pivot, take the data that you have. And from that data, you can create a really beautiful new offer that is likely a blessing because now you're able to reach more people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to lean into the word I said earlier, because this is something that you and I aren't great with Uh oh, patience. Mm -hmm. And so it takes time to gather data. And I think something that Megan and I have learned is we're quick to pivot and this time we're we're going to pause and take the data in, really analyze it and spend some time with it before we immediately pivot. I think there's a time and place for pivoting quickly. And there's also a time and place for patience and data. Um, and I think that what Megan and I did also this year that I think we could do differently next is we pivoted too quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I think that what's interesting is the more data, the better. And it takes patience and time to collect that. Mm -hmm. 100%. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And and this is something I've always been huge on, but I I, I think sometimes uh, as business owners, we feel like we have to pivot quickly. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, you know, maybe we need a little bit more information. Maybe we have data, but we need to test it on a few more people or a few hundred people. So if you don't have enough data, take a look at that and keep asking. Is it data or data? Am I saying it wrong? Well, it depends on if you're from Boston or if you're from SoCal. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like vase or boss. Does anybody say boss? Tomato, tomato. (laughs) If you said boss to me, I would make fun of you. Voss. Voss Aren't we drinking Voss water? Whatever happened to that, by the way? Oh, I know that was that was a huge thing for so long and then they pivoted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. 
So I I really do want to talk about some of these episodes because, Mm -hmm. you know, what was interesting about this season is it was so different. It was kind of all over the place and we just played with it. We didn't give ourselves this like contrived, like you said earlier, way of showing up. We just were like, what do we want to talk about? How do we want to, you know, support our audience this week? And who do we know that we love and can add value? And we went with it. And I think it was really fun and beautiful. And I had a great time. I had so much fun. I want to say one of the highlights was interviewing our husbands. (laughs) (laughs) They're so funny. (laughs) They're so funny because they're so similar, but they're so different, just like you and I. Yeah. And I didn't think they were going to be as nervous as they were. I know. Who was more nervous? Do you think Luke or Jason? Oh, Jason, by far. He was like petrified. He was so afraid of what you were going to ask him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Did he think I was going to throw him under the bus? Well, I mean, he's super woo-woo. Like, people don't know that. Like, my husband is, like, so woo-woo. So I think he was kind of afraid that you were going to go away woo-woo, and he was going to actually have to get honest about it. Oh, <laughs> Which he did a little, but he held back quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm. My husband went with the woo woo. He did. He's a closet woo woo. Yeah. Well, not anymore because I just called him out. But, <laughs> but he did great. I think he was really authentic, and the way he showed up on the interview is exactly how I saw him at dinner the other night. You yeah. know, so. If you haven't listened to our husband's episodes, they're very entertaining and it will give you a really, you know, interesting insight into how Megan and I really do create harmony and, or we attempt to create as much harmony as we can balancing our businesses and our families. And I think that it gives you a different perspective mm-hmm. and how maybe, um, your significant other is seeing your business and how you're creating your business through their eyes, which yeah. I think would be really insightful. Yeah. Who else? We had a couple of repeat guests. Well, you know that for me, um, it's always really special for me when we get to interview Tracy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the episode you'll hear, but she was actually my first spiritual teacher and mentor. And I like even thinking about her makes my whole body just light up because you know, she's given me so much in my life and in these episodes that you can go back and listen to the first one we did with Tracy, but this second one, it was a breakthrough moment for you and I, mm-hmm. we actually had a real life, real, like real time breakthrough with her on, on the, podcast. the podcast. Yeah. And I it did. shifted a lot for us. And we had to have some really hard conversations after that. Yeah. Um, is doing the podcast still dharmic for you, Jen? It's still dharmic for me. <laughs> you'll, you, after you listen, you'll understand what that means. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Makosi. Oh well, where do we start with that woman? Please. Oh my gosh, she she is she is Beyonce. Oh yeah, she doesn't even need to stop searching for her to be her BFF. She already is Beyonce. <laughs> and in the episode, you'll learn how Beyonce Beyonce. I'm already calling her Beyonce. How Makosi is calling <laughs> Beyonce into her inner circle. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about a couple of our solo episodes because as we mentioned before, you and I in our teachings, I I think in our previous episodes, we missed out a lot on how we really get to serve Mm -hmm. and almost like an underneath the hood sneak peek into how we work with our clients. And we did just that this season. Yeah. And, you know, I have to thank you because I, you guys in full transparency, I, there was a 
podcast that we recorded on rituals. And mm-hmm. I was like, Meg, I don't like this podcast. Remember? Oh, and people love it. And it was like one of our best performing solo episodes. So it shows you how much I know. But <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was really interesting because the way that I interpreted it was completely different than how our audience did and the response that we got from it. So it just goes to show, like, you never know. And as long as you're just being transparent and sharing, even if it's not perfect, put it out there. Done is better than perfect, as we talk about in the episodes Mm -hmm. a lot. And, And I think, you know, as a content creator, we sometimes don't put our content out there because we don't think it's to our own level of perfection. But for somebody that's listening, it probably is the very thing they need to hear Mm. at that moment that they're in right now. So if you're creating content and you're not putting it out there because it's not perfect or because you made a mistake or you think it's not done yet, but you keep putting it off, just put it out there. You never know who you're going to touch. Yeah, it's just service, right? Yeah. And I think that sometimes we get in our own way. And so I'm really excited to have you guys. If you haven't listened to the ritual episode, it's apparently really good. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> what other episode did you love? You know, I really loved talking with the ladies um, from the Women in Business Leadership Lounge when we interviewed the speakers that were going to be coming to our event. And I'll tell you why. It was such a failure in the beginning. <laughs> so there's another failure. We had this contrived, like structured conversation that Meg and I planned out to have with these women. And after we had finished the quote unquote episode that we planned, we just started talking like we were all having champagne or wine together or coffee. And we realized about three quarters of the way through us just staying on Zoom because we had so much to say that it was so valuable that we turned the mics back on to record it because it was some real conversation. Like Mm -hmm. the stuff that people really need to hear, Mm -hmm. not the contrived, forced, performative questions that we were asking in the beginning. Yeah, and I posted something about this on Instagram the other day about, you know, we live in this world where people are just performing. And it creates such a disconnect from our audience when, you know, we have these perfectly curated Photoshop photos and the copy is perfect and everything is just so contrived. It's not real. And I'd love to commit to that even more, Jen. Mm. I know that was a big shift you and I made this Mm. recently over the past few months is to show up more, more raw. And if you're listening, I'd love to open that up to you too, because I think the rawness is where you're really in service versus having this perfect formula with the perfect pictures and the Photoshop and the da 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 da, all this stuff that is so not real. And, you know, this podcast today, I, you and I both made a commitment to be real. And to talk about our failures, even if we're still in some of them, because nobody talks about their failures when they're in them. They only talk about the successes. And for me, because there have been so many failures in my life, I've probably failed more than I've succeeded. Is the only reason why I'm still here today is because I, I keep persisting and I don't give up. So if you're in a place where you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I've had more failures than successes, what's happening here? 
keep going. I promise you there's something on the other side of that. And I'm excited to see what season five brings when we're on the other side of some of the things that I know we're going through right now. Yeah. I just want to say one thing to that raw piece. You know, for me, this is where I really like to constantly call myself out because I love to curate things. I love to do it. And I think all of our egos do. And there's a question I have been asking myself and I put myself on a 30 day challenge to post daily, really just whatever comes up for me. And the question I ask myself before I post the content is what do I not want to say right now? Mm. And whatever comes up in that moment, I post, what do I not want to actually say or admit right now? And I think that's a question we get to ask each other right now. What do you not want to say to me, Jen? Well, I think it's, it's, it's something that will help because I think there's also this thing of like forced authenticity that we see out there where people are like trying to be vulnerable instead of it just being like real. And then there's this whole new issue where it's like, okay, are they forcing this vulnerable conversation or is it actually real? I'm going to say something right now where many of you might hate me. Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime I see a picture on Instagram of someone crying, I always question if that's like, to me, it feels more performative than it does authentic. And it has me question, are they acting to get more likes? Because if you see a picture of someone crying, then it's going to cause buzz around your post. Mm. I just said the thing, and a lot of people I look up to have been doing that a lot lately, and and maybe it's not performative. Maybe it's the most vulnerable thing they've ever done. But sometimes I question only because I feel like there's the other side of that, which touches on what you just said about the forced authenticity. Yeah. Are you posting this ugly picture of you crying just to get more likes? Yeah, I that that's thank you for saying that because that's exactly what I'm speaking to. And I I see it in all different like all different areas, like all these different ways people are just trying to go viral. And I think it's I can see it and I think everyone else can see it. So, I think using that question is a way to m- ensure that you're really showing up real mm-hmm. in that moment because the what you don't want to say in that moment will be different than what you don't want to say the next moment. <laughs> and so if you can just catch it and post it, regardless of how you think it's going to be received, I think that's truth. And I think we need more of that. Yeah. Amen, sister. Yeah. So Meg, let me ask you, like, is there anything right now on this podcast that you didn't say that you want to say? Oh my God, are we doing this right now? Yeah. Like, is there something that you're like, wait, we're holding something back? Oh, well, you and I talk about real shit all the time. So between mm-hmm. you and me, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. Maybe mm-hmm. later if yeah. I remember. But like you said before, we're constantly having uncomfortable conversations. So I don't think there's anything that's overdue. And if there is, it'll probably come to me tomorrow. And then I'll call you and we'll be like, we need to talk, Jen. Yeah. (laughs) But as far as, um, you know, my personal life, I I, I just have to say, and this is something that I did share the other day about 
how being a mom and a business owner, I feel like I'm living a double life and I struggle all the time. Personally, I struggle every day. And I think sometimes when you see me posting photos of my kids performing on stage or my husband performing or him closing a real estate deal or you and I having a successful event, the struggle can get lost in that. And every day I struggle to show up as my best self. And sometimes I feel like I'm living this bipolar life where I want to be traveling the world and going to Florida with you and hosting events all the time. I want to be in Boise all the time and hosting events at the soul pad. But then when I go to sleep at night, I'm like, fuck, all I want to do is be with my kids because they are growing up so fast. Even this morning, I had a little meltdown as Lena was waving to me in the car as Luke was taking them to school. And I had this flash forward into them going off to college. And it's probably because I'm processing what you're going through. And I'm like, fuck, they're going to be leaving for college soon. Like I had this whole thing happen. And now I'm making your process about me. It's not about me. It's about you, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I just said to myself, oh my God, like if you keep going at this rate where you're just trying to catch up and you're on a hamster wheel in your business, you're going to miss out on all of these moments. And soon she's going to be going off to college. Mm. So that's what I struggle with. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's what everyone needs to hear. And you're not alone, you know? And I think if I'm sitting here being really honest, I think what keeps me up at night right now, what I don't want to say is that I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do in this new season. I don't know what my identity is anymore. Mm. I don't wow. I don't know. And I'm really clear in so many things in so many places and always have been in my life. Every season change, I'm like, oh, I know what to do. I know what to do in business. I know what to do with this. And I've always been really anchored to knowing what to do and trusting myself. And right now, as Lainey is in her last year under my roof, and we're going through last volleyball games, last homecomings, last proms, last shopping trips, like for school clothes, last first days of school, I honestly, Megan, I have no fucking idea how I'm going to manage my life without my daughter under my roof. Mm. I don't know. And it scares the, actually, it doesn't scare me. It petrifies me. It petrifies Mm. me. And I think right now, that's the thing it's hard for me to admit to, because I don't want her to be like, oh, mom, you're going to be okay. Or try to feel like she needs to soothe me in some way, because I'm supposed to be the strong one. Mm. I'm supposed to be supporting her. And right now, I just want to hold on to her and never let her leave. And I know I'm not supposed to say that. Right? We're supposed to be like, go spread your wings. Fuck that. I don't I want her to cuddle on the couch and I want to sing her songs. <laughs> you want to borrow one of my children? You can cuddle on the couch with them. <laughs> well, that's why I have two little Yorkies, because yeah. they let me hold them. 
So I think like for me right now, you know, no matter what you see as business owners, especially as other women, how they're building businesses, how successful they might seem, you know, at the heart of it, we're moms, we're moms and we're wives. And that affects us so deeply. And when we're carrying that, and we're also carrying businesses and making sure that we're showing up for other women in our lives and our, our moms and our dads, it's like, I want everyone listening to just know that we're, we all have this common thread as women and it's okay to not be okay all the time. Mm. I think we need to leave it at that. That was really good. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, it's it's hard. The struggle is real. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think many of our listeners, most of our listeners are women. We do have some men. But I think that's a common thread that as, as a parent, you can relate to, especially as a mom. Mm-hmm. And if we don't talk about it, we make ourselves wrong for feeling the way that we're feeling. Yeah. Thanks, so Mike. you're doing a great job. I, I love watching, I said this before, but I love watching you with your kids mm-hmm. and the way that you admire one another so much mm-hmm. is something that I think as a parent, you can only hope for, mm-hmm. but maybe you don't see all the time. And I see that with you and your kiddos. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And same goes for you. You know, I've said this before too, but listeners, Megan has this beautiful way of parenting her girls. And I really admire it because she allows them to really be them. And she allows them to be outside of the box. And she doesn't push them into constraints that society says they should be in. And I love watching her give her daughter's wings. So you're doing a great job. Thank you so much. Thank you for this episode. I think this is what our audience needed to hear, you know, as they see us posting about our six-figure launches and all of the successes. I I actually think this, my, my wish is that hearing about the failures inspires them even more because there is something on the other side of that. And I'm excited to see what's on the other side for us. Me too. We'll see you in season five. Woo! Did you love this episode? If so, we want to hear from you. And we love reviews. We love five-star reviews. And we also love to connect with our audience. You can find us on Instagram at Coaching, Or you can connect with us at soulascendcoaching.com. 